With the second pick, the Denver Broncos select Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, Von Miller. Von Miller. Von Miller. Von Miller. Howdy, guys. Welcome to this week's Voncast. This is your host, Von Miller. I'm live from Orchard Park in my office, and uh, you guys are watching on the Bleacher Report app. Um, first and foremost, I want to say thank you to Bills Mafia in the city of Orchard Park and the city of Buffalo for digging us out and, um, you know, helping out and making sure me and all of my teammates um, made it to our game. It was pretty crazy. You know, we got 77 inches of snow. And if you do the quick math, that's about six foot four. Um, you know, I've, I was in Denver and I've seen snow before and I've, and I've been in snow, but six and a half feet of snow is just ridiculous. And the only way that we could have made it out was, you know, a huge team effort and, you know, huge effort from the community. Um, lucky for me, I live right next door to coach McDermott. So I just called coach McDermott the night before. And I said, Hey, whatever you doing tomorrow, I'm with you. And he's like, hey, I'm going to give you a, I, I hit you up in the morning and I'll let you know when I'm ready to go. And I just knew I was cool, man. And honestly, when I moved here to Orchard Park, I kind of felt like that was kind of like my insurance policy. I didn't think that I would ever get snowed in or anything like that. But I knew if it were to snow, if I ever needed a ride to work or anything like that, then, you know, I live right next door to Coach McDermott. And um, snow was crazy. It just, it just, Lake Erie just dumped on us snow after snow after snow for a whole 24 hours. And at first I was kind of skeptical. At first I was kind of, you know, thinking like, man, it might not snow like that. It might, you know, it might just do a little something, but huge snowflakes, nonstop, 24 hours, man. It, it was, it was crazy, man. Looking for me, my son was here. I live right next door to Coach McDermott. We had plenty of food, um, but that wasn't the case for everybody. So I just want to say thank you to Orchard Park. Thank you to Bill's Mafia. You guys are incredible. We had to reschedule our game. And some people were saying that some people were saying that the NFL has gotten soft. They should have made us play in the snow. And I'm like, hey, I don't have a problem playing in the snow, but what about the safety concerns of fans getting to and from the stadium? You know, um, people driving in the snow to and from. That's all I was concerned about. I wasn't really concerned about playing in the snow. I mean, football is just one of those things where you just you just tough it out. But it was just so crazy, man. So we had to, you know, pack up and, and really send our stuff to Detroit. This is, I'm playing in Detroit two weeks straight, playing Detroit on Sunday. Then we got a Thursday night game on Detroit. Been a crazy couple of days, but without any further ado, let me get to this week's guest. This is, this is, this is one of my guys, man. This, this is one of my guys. I've been knowing my guy for a long time. Fellow Texan and Maggie, um, fellow first team, all American at Texas A&M. Um, he holds the record for most receiving yards in a single game and in a season. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's a four-time Pro Bowler. He is the Bucks all-time leader in touchdowns and yards from scrimmage. And I think you you guys can can figure it out now. It's my boy Mike Evans. <laughs> Mike, what's good, my boy? Shit, chilling on the off day. Thanks for having me, bro. Man, for sure, man. I, 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 as you probably heard, man, we got 77 inches of snow, and you're in Tampa. I'm looking in the back. The weather's nice. You, <laughs> weather's nice you just, you just coming off a of bye week. What did you do for your bye week? Just went back to Galveston, you know, the hometown. Chilled with the fam. Did a couple community events. That's pretty much it, man. Watched some football. 
So it was a good week. Did you get a chance to play some golf? No golf. <laughs> no golf? <laughs> no golf. <laughs> Man, I've been playing golf for two years. I, I know we had that uh, Texas A&M, we had the Texas mm -hmm. A&M alumni uh, golf tournament, and I saw you kind of yep. get the bug and like, you know, that was that was dope to see, man, because I was in that same spot just a year before, man. You get out there with your boys and you start hitting the clubs and hitting the balls. And then that, that competitive nature just sets in like, no, mm -hmm. no, nah, I'm going nah, to figure this out, bro. I'm going to figure it out. It can't be that hard, man. I'm going to figure can, it out. And you can drink and play golf. So that's, <laughs> that's pretty cool, too. <laughs> bro, you can drink, play golf. You're out there four hours with your boys. It, it, it's really not nothing. It's, it's really nothing like it, man. And I really just enjoy being outside. I enjoy um, the companionship with my boys and, you know, my family. And it just gives you another thing to have in common with your teammates. Um, mm -hmm. It's just another thing that me and my dad and me and my brothers can do. And this is a game that we can play for the rest of our lives. You know, I, I started when I was 33. And the senior, you can qualify for the senior tour at 50. So that gives me 17 years to become how, pro. How old are you right now? How I'm 33. Right 33. Okay. 30, I'm 33 years old, so it gives me 17 years to get ready for the senior tour. And, um, and you still got it on that football field. <laughs> and I, I'm still trying, man. I'm still trying. Young, young man. Like a young man out there. I think the key is, once you start saying I'm old, and once, once like, the everyday, like, um, the everyday grind of football and the things you do, once that, once you start telling yourself, like, man, I'm getting tired of this, or, man, I'm getting old, I think that's when you really become old, because... Your body is going to do what it's going to do. You really have no control of your body. But your body is going to listen to your mind, too. And once you start becoming old, once your mindset becomes old, like, it's just downhill from there. I mean, you see Tom Brady do it, man. Like, you see him, you see oh, yeah. him do it all the time. He's not old mentally, bro. Like, the body going to do what it's going to do. But once you become old mentally, it's, it's not, you can't bounce back from that. That's facts. I agree with that. Speaking of old or, or time, you haven't been playing rod receiver for a long time. You play Wide receiver, your senior, senior high school. But look, people always think that, but I have, I played when I was younger. I just stopped playing when I got to high school because I wanted to focus on basketball. And um, I've always loved the game of football. It's just, you know, when I got to high school, I got a little taller. Basketball was my favorite sport. I just wanted to focus on that. Uh, my senior year, I just didn't want to be bored in, in, in school. And my friends knew I could play. So they were like, senior year, you got to come out and play. Um, I went out and played, and it was one of the best decisions I ever man, made. Man, for sure, man. You you continue to kill stuff, and I know we're talking about killing stuff, man. You chasing history right now, man. You 329 yards away from a thousand yards, which would be your ninth consecutive season doing that. That would break your own record of eight seasons. You, you knew that. I'm, of course, you know that, man. Of course, you know that, man. Yeah. Did you I know? know <laughs> did, did you know you 28 yards away from 10,000 yards, 10,000 career yards? Yeah, I knew that too. There's some records I'm not aware of, but those records are, are, I'm aware of because, you know, that's a that's a pretty cool feat. And uh, hopefully I can get it, you know, one catch. That'd be cool. I wanted to do it at home. Yeah, at home this weekend coming up, bro. Did you know you're 88 yards away from passing Shannon Sharp for the 50th all-time in career receiving yard? Uncle Shay Shay? Yeah, Uncle Shay Shay, yeah, man. Right. You, well, you 88 I, yards I away. <laughs> Shout out Uncle Shannon. I gotta catch you. How do you be so consistent, man? Like, what like talk to me about you know like being consistent. consistent. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I know I want to I want to get it from like Mike Evans. You from know, me? I don't play offense. Yeah, I want to see how like yeah. what is your mindset? What how do you what is the what is the not necessarily secret, but how do you do it, bro? I mean, it's a lot of things combined, you know. Um 
I've been blessed with this ability and this size and uh, just this competitiveness because I love the game of football. And you got to have guys believe in you. So quarterbacks have to believe in you, the offensive coordinator. And um, you got to take care of your body. I feel like each year throughout my career, I've learned how to take care of my body better and better. Um, so that's been a plus for me. And, um, you know, just practice. You know how it is. The game slows down each year. And, um, you know, that's just what's been happening. And, uh, you know, I've just been blessed to be in this position. So I'm going to take full advantage of it and uh, have fun as long as possible and, uh, you know, give it my all. That's dope to hear, bro, because, you know, people ask me all the time, like, Vaughn, like, when you going like, to hang it up? When you going to do it? I'm like, bro, I, it was days and, and it was nights that I, that I got on my hands and knees at the end of my bed and I prayed, like, Lord, please let me go out here and have a good game. Uh, let me get a scholarship. Let me ball out in this bowl game. I hope I get drafted. Like, these are talks that I had with God, right? And, you know, to look back on it 12 years in, like, I just don't want to, like, give that gift away. I want to, I don't even want to say use it all up, but I want to fulfill, I, I really want to take full advantage of the talent and the gift that God gave me. And I just want to keep going until he says I, I can't go. Like, I, I done played 12 years and won two Super Bowls. Like, it's easy to, like, get complacent, you know, as you know. But for me, I'm I'm just not, I'm just not satisfied, bro. I, I just, it's, I just want to keep going as long as I possibly can go. And it's not for anybody else. It's, it's for me. And, you know, when you start having kids and stuff, you, like, you want them to be able to look at you and what you do in your career. And you want them to, like, lean on, like, some of the things that you did. And I want to be able to tell them, like, man, I, I left it all out there and I did everything that I possibly could do to, um provide for you guys and to take full advantage of the gift that God gave me. Cause it's a lot of people that I played with that was better than me, faster than me, stronger than me, all of these things, but they're not here right now. And I am, and I want to take full advantage of, of this opportunity, man. And when you get to like year 12, I'm sure you do the same thing. You start thinking about legacy and like, what do you want your legacy to be? And for me, I just want to win as many championships as I possibly can. Um, I really don't care what people think about me um, as far as like the outside world, but I do care about what my teammates think about me and, and the people that, that really know me. I care about what they say about me when I'm not in the room. And those are two things that I care about. I want to win as much as I can. I want to get as many sacks as I possibly can. Um, and I care about what my teammates, the guys that I spend most of my time with, um, you know, 80% of my time with, I care about what they say about me, man. And what, what do you, uh, what do you want your legacy, legacy to be? I know you think about it, man. Like, do you have an idea or what do you want your legacy to be? I couldn't have put it any better. Like what you just said is like, you know, what, what I think all the time and how I feel about being in this situation. Um, but that's why, you know, you're great. You know, the greats have that type of mindset. They want to keep going as long as they can. They don't want to, you know, give that gift away. Like you said, so, you know, I feel the same way, bro. Like, God blessed me with this talent and this, to be in this position. So I'm gonna just taking full advantage and keep having fun while I do it. Cause, you know, you get down, you know, there's, there's times you get embarrassed out here and, and things like that, you get injured. But it's like, we dream to be in this position for so long. Like, I'm not gonna let a couple of plays here and there, like deter my confidence and, you know, my legacy and, you know, how I feel about the game. So, you know, I just try to be as positive as I can as much as possible. For sure, man. And, I, you know, coaches always say, not only coaches, but, you know, people that really observe the game and, you know, the the, um, the players that have come before me, man, they tell you, like, playing in the NFL is only a short piece of your life. Like, 
So while I'm here it in this is. in this in this short moment of my life, you know, this whatever 20, 22 years or however long I play, I want to take full advantage of that. Like I want to oh, take you're going for 20. <laughs> I'm, I'm going for 20. You know, I'm aiming high. I'm going, I'm going for 20. Bruce Smith, he played for 19 years and he had two sack leader. All time sack leader at 200. Mm-hmm. He played 19 years. So in my head, like if I can play 20 years and I can average 10 sacks. And he played in Buffalo. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he played in he played in Buffalo, man. He he's come to my bat, my past rest summit. He's one of the biggest reasons why I came here. Um, you know, I talked to him and he was like, hey, you it's gonna be in the, you're gonna be in the cold, like offensive line, but they're not gonna want it to get out their stance. You're gonna be able to get a jump on on the ball. Josh Allen, they're gonna score points, you know, all of these things, man. And I that yeah. was my that's that I would say that like that's my OG or my vet. And you have a vet too. You have an OG too that's that's throwing you the ball mm-hmm. every day, man. Tom Brady, man. I'm I'm such a huge fan of Tom Brady and uh what he's done on and off the football field, man. And I actually think that the NFL is better when Tom Brady wins. Like when he when he wins, like I, I think it the, is when I'm on his team for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure, man. The atmosphere is just the atmosphere around the NFL is just it's just great, man. So I, I know y'all been struggling and y'all been struggling, you know, to start the season, but you know, he's turning around, bro. He's still he's still Tom Brady, man. And I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of Tom Brady. I'm a huge fan of you, man. How has he changed the way that you that you play or that you prepare for games? Um, just he's a, he's so detailed. He's the most detailed player I've ever played with. So he makes sure that we're all on point and ready. So since I've been playing with him, my mental errors have been way lower. You know, obviously, you know, everybody still makes mistakes, but like our team as a whole, like our mental errors go way down and that's going to be, you know, cause for more success on your team um, when guys are doing the right things in, in the right spots, especially with the talents we have. So, you know, I'm just... I'm just more detailed going into the game and, and knowing the assignments and the coverages and, and things like that. And taking care of my body is the main thing I've learned, you know, the last three years been playing with him. He's always getting treatment throughout the day, always. Bro, it's a 24-hour thing. Like, it's you have to always... There is no... When you're, perfor- when you're a professional athlete, there is no downtime or no chill time. So I spend more time trying to get my body ready to go or doing... It could be as simple as as Normatec or Ice Tub. It, I, mm. I spend most of my day like doing that stuff, not necessarily practicing or in the in the film room or anything like that. I spend most of my time just getting ready to play in another football game. Yo, you put the time in, you'll get the results. Yeah, for sure. I got I got so many Tom Brady stories, man, and I've, I've been in the league twelve years. I've been around Tom. Um, I started to really love Tom when I got to kick it with him outside of like on the football field. I went to the Kentucky Derby. And they had me as a, a color commentator, uh, a lifestyle correspondent at the Kentucky Derby NBC. And they were telling me like, hey, could I get an interview with Tom? Like, could I interview Tom? And I was like, man, y'all just, y'all just let him chill, man. Y'all just let him chill. And he's like, he never does any interview, man. If you can do that, man, it'd be great. And I'm like, man, like I know, I got no Tom, man. I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna ask him, man. And I asked him and he was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And everybody from NBC just like lit up. They was like, bro, is he? He's, bro, he's getting it. He, and it was like live and it was like right here and right now. And like, of course, you know, we had had a, a couple of drinks, man. It was like this. It was like this dope moment on national television at the Kentucky Derby. We had our hats on and he wasn't like I was asking him questions. He was giving them back. It wasn't like me putting the mic up to him and like just one sided, bro. Like he was into mm-hmm. it. I was into it, man. And, you know, he didn't have to do that. And we he did it for free, man. He had to do none of that, man. And I kicked it with him after. Um, it was him and Julian Edelman. I think 
Garoppolo and all the guys. I went out, I went out to like a couple of parties with those guys, man. I'm like, bro, like Tom kick it like how I kick it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, like I did, I was like, I was like, they kick it how I kick it, man. And you know, I had got his number and I had did the pass for summit later and he was going to be like a, a guest on the uh, Password Summit, like a, a quarterback, like a correspondent. It's supposed to be like a surprise because I had like 5,000 people, like virtual. And I was supposed to surprise I'm with Tom Brady. Um, the schedules didn't work out, but I still got a chance to talk to Tom Brady after. Um, I asked him for a jersey. And it, I didn't even have to ask him five or six times. I asked him for a jersey one time. Mm-hmm. Boom, that mug was there like. In in two two three days, bro. Like I didn't have to remind him none of that none of that stuff, bro. And you know I ran into him like uh, at the at UCLA after he got done throwing, bro. And it just it, I, I just come to the conclusion like anybody that doesn't like Tom Brady, they just simply don't like winning, bro. And that's that's not a good reason to not like somebody because <laughs> they win and they're not successful, bro. Do you have like a good Tom Brady story that you could tell us or did you want to tell us? I got I got so many great ones. Um... He's he's such a down to earth guy. Like like you said, like growing up, I didn't like him when I was a kid because I was a Peyton Manning fan. Most people know that by now. But uh, you know, when you're a kid, you, you're a little naive. You don't really understand. But you know, when I definitely when I went to uh, high school and college, you know, I definitely respected his greatness. But when I met him, he was such a down to earth guy. He loves his kids. He's a great father, and um, I have a lot of great stories with him. You know, I've been with him for the past three years. Um, one cool thing we did, we went to the, right after COVID, when everything was uh, starting to open back up, the UFC had an event in Jacksonville and uh, Usman and Masvidal fight, fought for the second time. And Tom hooked it up. He, he got us backstage to meet uh, Dana White, the president. Uh, we met a lot of, lot of people back there and I'm a huge fight fan. So to be that close and personal and uh, he just, he hooked it up like it was nothing. Uh, we had a great time. And uh, you know that's it. Obviously, the Super Bowl parade was was lit. I mean, you know, everybody was having a great time. Hopefully, we we do that again. I know y'all trying to have y'all own parade, but we finna get hot. I feel like I don't know, man. I mean, I I want y'all to have a lot of success, man, and win a lot of games. It's just just one game. If you know, if we if we if we play <laughs> y'all, man, you know, I gotta I gotta get mine too, man. What was you know? You say you know Tom Brady is. It's such a down-to-earth guy, man. What was his reaction when you gave his 600th career touchdown ball to a fan? Well, during the game, he came up to me. Well, he, he was like, good catch and all that. And I said, I, I apologize. Do you want me to, to get the ball back for you? And then he was like, no, nah, you're good, babe. And then, you know, luckily, our guy Tim Jaraki got it back for us. But um, he, he handled it cool. He handled yeah, it cool. Man. I didn't know it was his, you know, to my defense, I didn't know. I'm just, you just thought it I'm was, happy yeah, I scored you just, a touchdown. And it was something I'd done before Tom came to our team. So I just used to get a ball to the fans in the stands if I scored a touch. But uh, <laughs> he handled it cool. We got it back for him, too. So, Of course he did, man. That's 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 Tom Brady, man. He's a cool quarterback, man. And I think that that, that guy's name is uh, Byron that gave the ball back. So appreciate you. Yeah, they, hooked, they, they had to hook him up, too, though, for sure. You know, Tom is a cool quarterback, man. And speaking of cool quarterbacks, man, you played with – Another one of my favorite quarterbacks, man, Johnny Manziel, man. He, he the man. I love Johnny, man. I love Johnny, man. That's my guy, man. Um, how did I didn't get the I didn't get a chance to play with 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 Johnny, I man. Know. All of my time. I wish I got time, to play with you, man. That would have been so bro, dope. Me, me, you, man, Johnny, man. It, it just would have been crazy, man. Like, I, man, and I was in the league, and just College Station just changed when Johnny got there, like. 
it just yeah. it just totally changed. Like he brought like such a different light upon College Station and Texas A and M. And I think still to this day they they still are like living from the light and exposure that Johnny put on that on our franchise. Man, like he he definitely touched our our franchise. And he only played there two years, right? He only played two, two full right? seasons, and he was a red shirt we, before. We came in together. Yep. Yeah, he was on. He wasn't even there that long, man. And I didn't get. I didn't get to play or be a teammate with Johnny. Um, you know, the Aggie network is just so strong, man. And I got to kick it with Johnny off the football field, and I got to, you know, know him as a person, man. And that's like that's my guy, man. Talk about some of the, you know, talk about your time playing with him at, at Texas A&M. Y'all won a lot of big games, beat Alabama. Like, how mm-hmm. was how was playing yeah. with Johnny, man, at Texas A&M? He he was unbelievable. Well, right away, you know, we redshirted in 2011. We came in together. And just right away, I knew it was, he was different because he could, he was a freak athlete. You know, he could hoop, play baseball, and he could make all the throws on the run and in the pocket. You know, he was a little smaller quarterback, but, you know, he used to give our defense fits. Our first team defense, me and him would be on scout team. They'd make Johnny Manziel go live, and he'd just be all over the field, just making plays. And he just was different. And he made it look so easy out there. He just was always confident going into every game. And it was just fun to, you know, play with him uh, for those two years and, uh, you know, change the culture down there in Aggieland. So the, the biggest game that I played in, I, I would say I played in three three games that were huge, man. Um, my senior year. Nebraska? We beat, we beat Nebraska. six. I think mm-hmm. we beat them 6-3 to three or 9-6 to six or something like that. No no touchdowns were scored. It was national televised, nationally televised game. They were ranked, uh, I think they were top 10 or something like that. We beat them. OU at home, we we beat those guys too. Um, that was a huge game for us. We were supposed to lose that game by so much, had had some goal line stops. And of course, whenever you can beat Texas, beat Texas my senior year, mm-hmm. like that was that was a huge one too, man. What was some That's of the biggest- Cyrus Gray had a big game. He had a huge, he had, I think he went for 200 yeah, yards, huge man. Game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's like your top three games as an Aggie? Of course, that that Alabama game would be Alabama one. Alabama, when we beat them, obviously was was number one. Even though I didn't have a good game, you know, all of the second half of my redshirt freshman year, 2012, which was our best team, um, I was hurt. Like I had a strained hamstring, and I was just playing through it. I couldn't really run go routes. I was just running stop routes and slants and stuff like that, and big bodying, you know, back shoulder fades. But it was working. I don't know how I was able to do that, but you know, that game, the Alabama game was number one in 2012. We beat them. Um, La Tech, we played La Tech uh, shorthanded. We were winning 34 to 7, I think, at halftime. And they came all the way back. They were ranked like 23rd, and we were top 20 as well. And they came all the way back and tied the game up at the end. And then Johnny, like, had one of his best games. I think he had like close to 200 rushing yards, mm-hmm. 300 passing yards. You know, I had a couple big plays that game. So that was definitely one of them. And when we beat Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl, that, sure. was, that was fun. That was a really fun game. At AT&T Stadium, Cowboys Stadium, man, that was a huge man. I, I I check in on the Aggies, man, and I watch the Aggies, man. And, you know, we had the best recruiting class in the history of college football last year yep. with 13 five-star recruits. We got Jimbo Fisher. We got the best facilities in the world. I know it's not a recruiting pitch for anybody that's – that's that's listening. I'm just saying, like, bro, we have the best of the best, man. And you know, we got a video of a a, a half empty stadium from man. this last place. We have you have you seen that video? I haven't, but I heard about it. Um, our game's never like that, no matter what. 
Like, Aggie fans don't do that. Okay, I see it. Man, I have never seen the Can stadium we play U- like that. UMass? Who we, who we play? UMass? I, I think it might be a combination of, I think it might be a combination of, you know, how we've been playing this year. Was the weather bad? <laughs> the weather was bad and Dang. the team that we were playing. I think it was just a combination of everything. But like you said, bro, I've never seen a stadium like no, that. No, I've never seen that. Is that a, that's not even a spring game. No, like, spring games don't even look like that. Damn. What do we need to do to get our team back on track? It starts with the quarterback position. Always, I feel like. I mean, we got to get find the right guy, quarterback. Um, got to build trust around them. Got to establish a good running game. I mean, we got the talent to the talent to to compete. I, I really don't know. Like, I, I haven't been around the players know. as much, so I don't. I don't know. Man, but you know, I think quarterback number one. We have to find the right guy, quarterback. You know, like you might not know this about me, but when I'm when I'm done playing football, like. One of my dreams is to be a GM. I've been around some great ones, so I kind of look at football and college football from a different lens. And, you know, I like I like our quarterbacks. I, I like our quarterbacks. All our quarterbacks, they have been the guys in high school that were ranked in high school. I think, I don't think it's Coach Fisher. You know, that's not, I think in college, you always, you get to a point where it's, it's hard like to put it on coaching. Like, yeah, you can't do that every time. No, it ain't Jimbo's fault. You really just got to wash this season away. And next year, we have to come with it. These 13 five stars that we had, they'll be sophomores next year. And now if we don't have success next year, then you st- now you got to start pointing the finger. And in college football, you start panicking always- a little bit more, but we definitely yeah. got to give them time. We had a really yeah. young team. And football is hard as hell, especially it's SEC. Hard. That's like the second SEC. highest level in, in the world. Bro, we, so, uh, I mean, we, it's tough. But you know how the Aggies, they, they got to, we got to win and we got to win now, especially after... You know, 13 five stars that we've got. A lot, a lot of money is a lot of money is going into the, you know, the, the football team. So all of these facilities and everything that we got, man. But you know, I I think we got the talent. I think we'd be able to turn it around. And you know, the GM in me, the GM in me, right? Looking at these college players and looking forward to what I want to do now. I got a game that I want to play with you. It's called the cheat code. We've already established like you're a cheat code. You know, I seen you play, I seen you game and stuff too. I don't know if you're hacking. You're probably hacking in real life too, because you code in real life and you code on the game. I'm gonna show you four offensive lineups, and you can tell me which one is breaking the most scoring records. And um, you know, I got you and all of them, of course. I just want to see what lineups do you think? I want to sharpen my GM skills, and I'm always all a right. fan of iron sharpens iron. You know, you're you're iron, I'm iron. Let's I just want to see, I just want to see if I'm if I'm right, man. Let's Offense number one is Lamar Jackson, Mike Evans, Travis Kelsey, Derrick Henry, and David Bakhtiari. Lamar Jackson's one of the most electrifying players, you know, in history of football. Derrick Henry's one of the best running backs in the history of football. Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends in history. And David's an unbelievable left tackle. Uh, he's probably one of the best, too, in history. So, I mean, this is going to be too hard to choose. Everybody's going to be great. I think but this I, I offense, love offense number one. I think this offense would be more run oriented. And I think the dynamic that Lamar Jackson and Travis Kelsey will have will kind of be like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. You know, Lamar is gonna be running all mm-hmm. over the place. Yeah, Lamar loves his tight ends. He likes Andrews. Mm-hmm. He's gonna hit you. He's gonna hit Travis Kelsey. You know, I think this is gonna be more of a running type of offense. Of course, we got David David back, we got Bakhtiari. Up top, he's going to be able to block it up for the passes up the field. 
Um, I, I, I like that. I like that lineup. But here's here's offense number two. We got Josh Allen, Mike Evans, Justin Jefferson, Trent Williams, and Lane Johnson. What do you like about this lineup? Oh, I love this squad. Two receivers. We're gonna throw the ball a lot. Like you said, offense one gonna be run heavy. Offense two, Josh likes to sling the rock. Me, Jay Jets, Big Trent, one of the best O, o tackles of all time. Big Lane as well. I mean, I love offense number two. A lot of targets for me and Jay Jets right there. Offense number two is going to pass the shit out the ball. I'll tell you that right now. You got one of the best, the best left tackle in the league, and you got the best right tackle in the league. And, of course, you know, one and two, they can go back and forth, you know. But you got two of the best offensive linemen in the league, two of the best wide receivers in the league, number one and number two. And if it's not number one and number two, it's two and one. Like, you know how it is. It goes up and down each and every week. And then we got the best quarterback. I know you'll say it differently, but, you know, you got Tom Brady. I know. but He's definitely – Josh is definitely one of them, though. Josh Allen. I like – I really like offense number two. I like offense number two a little bit better than I like offense number one. And it's not as an, an indictment on anybody. The one, and there's no running yeah. back in this one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not an indictment on anybody. I'm just – you know, we're just playing a game right here. And this is offense number three, right? We got Patrick Mahomes, Mike Evans, A.J. Brown – Quinn Nelson, and Saquon Barkley. What do you like about that one? I love Pat Mahomes. Like, I'm a huge Pat Mahomes fan. Uh, A.J. Brown is doing his thing. Quinn Nelson is a beast, and Saquon's a beast, and he needs to get paid. Um, I love this offense, too. Yeah, this is going to be a little bit more. pretty close right now. All these offenses are, are really close right now. It's going to be a little bit more. It's going to be dynamic, me, too. Me and um, A.J., we're, we're really physical receivers. So that's like two really physical receivers out there with Quentin Nelson is one of the most physical guards in the league yep. and Saquon and Pat can, can make plays out the pocket, in the pocket. He can throw it off his back foot, 70 yards. Just yeah, think that's about a, That's a scary offense right there. Just think about this whole offense coached by Andy Reid in Kansas City. Like that would be crazy. We're drawing up oh, we the, throwing the coaches plays. in there too, hmm? No, 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 we're not throwing coaches. We're not throwing coaches. I'm just, I'm just imagining. I'm just imagining like nah, that's, Saquon, that's Saquon with Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes and then you and AJ Brown and Quentin Nelson blocking the front. Like, <laughs> this would be scary too. Absolutely. And this is my last one right here. Offense number four. We got Kirk Cousins, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, George Kittle, and Nick hmm. Chubb. Sheesh. You like that? Kirk did that against us, our team, in 2015. <laughs> that was us, the Buccaneers. We was beating them, like, by three scores, I think, and they came back and beat us. Damn. So, you know, shout-out Kirk, man. He's he's always had swag. He's a really smart Kirk. quarterback. Good good ball placement. He's very underrated. I like Kirk a lot. Cheetah, man, he's doing his thing. No matter who the, who the quarterback is, the system, doesn't matter. He's one of the best players, one of the best weapons in NFL history. Man, he's doing his thing. Fastest player I've ever seen with my own two eyes. Like, he's so fast, so good. George Kittle, pass game, run game, he can do it all. Yeah. Nick Chubb is the, one of the toughest runners in the league. Yep. We play them next week. Y'all just played them. I mean, yep. all these offenses are scary. I don't know which one. I got to see them all again. But That's crazy, man. I love Nick Chubb. I love George Kittle, Tyreek Hill. That's my boy, Kirk Cousins. I was trying to get him to come to the Denver Broncos when he was getting ready to leave the Commanders. Um, and, I, and I love Mike Evans, of course. But which I'm going to run through him one more time, and you tell me which one. 
Let's go back to offense number one. One was Lamar Jackson. Me, Derek. Lamar Jackson. T. Kelsey. One was Lamar Jackson, Travis Kelsey, Derek Henry, Bakhtiari. Offense number two, we got Josh Allen, Mike Evans, Justin Jefferson, Trent Williams, Lane Johnson. Um, offense number three, we got Patrick Mahomes, Mike Evans, A.J. Brown, Quinn Nelson, Saquon Barkley. I love all these guys. Yeah, by I, way. Love, like, I love them not all as well. an indictment <laughs> on anybody. And then, and then number four, we got Kirk Cousins, Mike Evans, Tyree Hill, George Kittle, and Nick Chubb. You go first. Yeah. I go first. Me from seeing it from me seeing it from a pass rush point of view. Me seeing it from the type of headaches that it would give on everybody. Um, I got to go with offense number two. I got to go with offense number two. Um, Josh Allen, of course, Trent Williams and Lane Johnson on the same team. Oh my god. And you got Mike Evans and Justin Jefferson. Oh, who, 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 people would lose sleep over this offense. People would lose sleep over this offense for sure. Which one you got, man? If you had to pick one, which one would you pick? It's a close call. I'm going to go offense number three. Is that is that Pat, me, That's, AJ? Yeah, it's Pat, you, AJ, Quentin Nelson. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's not an indictment on nobody, no, I mean, man. I love like, them all. But, all of these players you know, are Pat, Hall of Fame AJ, players, man. I don't know. It, it was it was that's close. I really want to pick them all, but I guess I'll just pick three because cause Pat's from Texas. Yeah. And uh I love Pat. AJ Brown, SEC. And I love Saquon and, and Quentin Nelson. So I go to Yeah, they, they say offense number three is getting a lot of love in the chat. I love man, I, I love Patrick Mahomes. Like I love Tom Brady too. I love Tom Brady. I love Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know the crazy thing is, I almost got a Tom Brady tattoo. And a Peyton Manning tattoo. Those are my two favorite quarterbacks ever. And I was it wasn't gonna say Tom Brady, of course, or like Peyton. You Manning. like both? You like both? Like growing was, up, I, or when you got to the league? Because I've been a Brady fan. I've you been a Brady like fan. One or the other. No, I've been a Brady fan forever. But I played with Peyton Manning, so I got to see. So that's when it happened. Okay. I got to see Peyton Manning like up close and personal, and I got to see what made him great. I got to experience and witness greatness like up close like he has said he had the way he went about his business and the things that he did with his teammates and the way he the way he led it has such a huge impact on me and my career and how I lead today and how I and how I interact with my teammates so I love Tom Brady but I I witnessed Peyton Manning so I was gonna get like the Peyton Manning 18 and Broncos front I was just gonna get the Broncos front 18 then I was gonna get the Patriots like font like 12 on my ankle but last minute i decided to change it you know tattoos hurt so i was like man i'm gonna just <laughs> figure another space i'll be figuring another space for this i'm glad i did man but i love these guys though man I, I really do man i got somebody in the chat they asking me about harry potter my favorite what you like about harry potter i i, I grew up on harry potter man second grade my, my teacher mrs jones read us the book and then that same year the, the first movie came out sorcerer stone and i went to see it and i fell in love with the movies um, I love everything about it. I love everything about it. You know, Harry's the chosen one from birth. Like, I don't know if you know much about it, but all the odds are stacked against Harry. Like, he lives with his human aunt and uncle and cousin. They do him dirty. You know, he's an orphan, and he he's just the chosen one. And uh, the friendships in it, the way that they all grew together. Uh, if you haven't seen the Harry Potters, I suggest you watch them, especially like, if you got young children. Yeah, of course, man. You got a Harry Potter tattoo. Oh yeah, oh, that's, oh, that's I, nice just, I just got a little more. I got, I got the Hogwarts castle behind that 
during the bye week. So that's one thing I did during the bye week. Add a little more. If we had to choose a house for you, whether what is it, Hufflepuff, a Slytherin, or Gryffindor, which one would you be? It, it say it right there, Gryffindor. What is it? Gryffindor. Yep. Mike Evans is totally I'm, a Gryffindor. I'm Gryffindor. Harry's Gryffindor, Ron, Hermione. So all my favorite characters. I got some other guys in the NFL. Let's put them in, in Hogwarts houses and, as well. Okay. What do you think about Tom Brady? What house would he be in? Slytherin. Slytherin. <laughs> Slytherin. <laughs> what, about, what about my guy, Jalen Ramsey? Slytherin. <laughs> Slytherin? We got Aaron Rodgers. Well, look, Slytherin, are, they're, they're talented, you know, but they're like... yeah. yeah. They're a little. They're a little more like you know, savage than yeah, you know all the other houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I know a little bit about. Uh, I know a little bit about Harry Potter, man. You know, I, I'd probably, right, be right, as well. I, I'd like probably be slithering as well. I'd probably be. I'd probably be. I'd probably be slithering as well too, man. Um, that's just me. I, you know, I'm. You gotta have that edge, man. You gotta have that edge to to rush the passer, man. It's, and you know, you can make alliances and be cool and you know get stuff done at the end of the day. But you just gotta. You yeah. just gotta have that 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 dog in you, man. And, I got some more guys on here. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers? Let me see. He, he's like a Cedric Diggory type. So Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff? Hufflepuff. Rob Gronkowski. Oh, Gronk's going to uh, Gryffindor with me. He's Gryffindor? <laughs> yeah, he's Gryffindor. Uh, the Kelsey brothers. They're similar. We're going to put them in uh, Gryffindor. Gryffindor, Sue? Jameis Winston. Ravenclaw. Raven, <laughs> Raven, <laughs> Curry Cousins, Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff for sure. Yeah, Russell Wilson, Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw, Justin Jefferson, J. Jets, Slytherin or Gryffindor. I, I go Slytherin, and I got I got one more. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore. I knew that was coming when you said I got one more. You start smirking. <laughs> man, Slytherin. Lattimore going in uh, Slytherin, man. Yeah, Slytherin, man. He going to Slytherin, man. You know, I'm, I'm a, um, you know, I don't want to hold you too long, man. I got, I got one more. I got one more little segment I want to do with you, man. You know, I, I know you want to celebrate other wide receivers too. You know, everybody loves Mike Evans, man, and you know we in a day and age where. You know, people don't get their flowers and people don't share love and like all it. You know, that's what that's honestly why I had to pass for a summit. I wanted to like spread mm-hmm. the love to like younger players that don't get to experience like the the um, Pro Bowl and they don't get to do some of the things that these other guys do, even though that they're like successful and they and they rush their ass off and they're like great players. They don't get to go to the pass. They don't get to go to the the um, the Pro Bowl. So I wanted to have a pass rush summit mm-hmm. where we talk about pass rush on and off the football field, and we we could just hang. And I can. It's a place where I can like talk to these guys and, and tell them like it's not a coaching clinic by any means. Like I learned something from these guys, but it's a place for me where I can like you know show love to these guys and tell them like, hey, bro, like just keep doing this and you're going to be this and that. Like, I remember um, when Max Crosby went, bro, I told, I said, Max, like, you're such a great player, bro. Like, this was like way before, this was like way before, like, you know, of course he was going to have success regardless, bro. But, but I was like, Max, like, bro, like you got everything that you need, bro. Like you're going to be a superstar in this league one day, bro. Like I'm such a huge fan of you, bro. And you know, to, to fast forward to like, I think it was three pass for summits after that. And he had the floor to talk and he was like, Vaughn, like, 
when you told me, like, hey, like, I'm going to be a superstar one day, he was like, bro, like, that's when I, like, saw it and felt it, man. And for me, like, that's why I wanted to have a pass for a summer to, like, show love and, like, create those type of moments, man. And if it was other receivers that you wanted to celebrate, man, you know, it's a lot of younger receivers out here, man, making impacts. You know, who would be, like, your top five current wide receivers other than Mike Evans? Oh, I thought you was about to ask me, like, underrated wide receivers. Underrated. Uh, they could be underrated. My like, top five is under- hard. Man, I hate doing that top five because it's so hard. But Do the top five. Like, do the top this, five this underrated. Season, I'll do top five current right now. I'll do top five current right now. And then you said not, not including myself. We'll go uh, Devontae Adams, Diggs, Jay Jets, Tyree Hill, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, for sure. What about the top five underrated wide receivers? Scary Terry. Terry McLaurin is is the most underrated receiver in the league, I think. He's so tough. Um, Chris Gowan is super underrated. It's hard. There's so many guys that are underrated in the league. Um, Let's go Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. I love Gabe. He's a really good good player, man. Physical. High point the ball, contested catch, run after catch. Um, Who else we got? Is Mike Williams underrated? Uh, I feel like people don't talk about Mike Williams a lot, though. I think outside Mike, Mike of the football world, nice. outside of the football world, they well, probably we, we don't know talk about him. Much. Yeah, we know. I know about yeah, Mike. Mike Williams. Like, he was in the division. Yeah, he, yeah, he has so. a he has an injury. He has an ankle injury right now, but man, he's he's just routes are getting better every year. He's one of the best contested catch guys, high point guys in the league, if not the best high point guy. Um, and who else we got? So many other guys. Justin Watson, Kansas City Chiefs, my former teammate. He's number 84. He's super underrated. He's having a great season this year. Got him some touchdowns this year, man. He's having his best year of his career. That's dope, my boy. Um, you know, I I, I want to let you go, but in the chat, it's just, I got two questions for you, my boy. Um, what's your favorite team to play against? And this is from this is from GOAT underscore 44. I say the same every time. A team that's playing heavy, you know, cover one, just man coverage with the safety, like, not tilted towards my side. So I love teams that do that. And it, it's <laughs> rare gonna... to get a team like that. It's rare to get teams like that uh, since, like, 2015. But, um, you know, teams that play me like that, you know, I love that. So cover one teams that play a lot of man. I like playing against Tom Brady because Tom and the, the other great... <laughs> No, no, it's not even about scrambling. It's just, like, he's not really worried about, like, let me load up this side and chip Vaughn all game. Like, let me... Motion is tight end in and crack him like he don't do none of this stuff. He's, he's oh no, so... we, we we try we we try to in the, yeah. in the in the playoff game last year. It's just you, AD, Floyd. It was y'all was all over the place. It's just so it's, it's just so many man. Um, it's just it's just so it, I felt like I felt like whenever I do play Tom, like he don't really like focus on me like that. He's so focused on his game and trying to be the best quarterback that he can be. And I kind of just can I can just play. And that's with all the greats. You know, that's with all the greats. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers, he, they was chipping me a little bit, too. Like, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, when we played him this year, You, you should be getting chipped. Uh, you should be getting chipped, uh, by the way, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's smart football. Like, who's not going to – you got to get some chips, man. I just want a lot of me play football, man. I just want a lot of me play football, man. But um, You just want to hurt you the know, quarterback and, and get sacked fumbles I don't, and I don't, get sacks. Like, I go for the ball you, every you time. You can't do that bro. all not, game. I, 
I go for the ball every time. I'm not trying to. They they are they the premier players. Yeah, you, you, you can hurt their arm or something. Like you you gotta like you one of the best edge rushers in history, bro. You gotta get chipped. You, bro, you say you like going against cover one. I like going. I like going against the grace. Yeah. But they don't, bro. We try to we game plan against you. You know that, right? We try to chip you with Tom at quarterback. No matter who it is. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more question, man. I going to let you go, man. I appreciate you, bro. What What is the worst weather that you've ever played in? This is from Asia Brown. Yeah, we played Baltimore in 2018. I think it was Lamar Jackson's rookie year. Man, it was like 30 degrees, but it was pouring down raining. And it so was it wasn't snow man, yet. The ball felt like a brick. Now it wasn't snow, it was just rain. Every, I think both teams combined had like 15, 20 drops in one game. I'll say, I'll say like 10 to 15, but the ball was like a brick. It was super slick. Tough game. And Lamar Jackson went off on us too that game, by the way. He was a rookie. He's making real good plays in the rain and cold. Just crambling, my boy. Um, you know, uh, K. Stidge said, I, I knew I love Mike Evans, but he loves Harry Potter, and he's now my favorite receiver of all time. That's K. Stig that's K. Stiggs. My man. That's love. This is my guy, Mike Evans, man. Hey, my Aggie brother, man. My my brother in real life, man. I appreciate you taking time out of your day. Um, I, I know the family's well. You got a beautiful family. Uh, bro, I just want to send blessings to all of y'all, man. Um, it's an honor and a privilege to do this Von cast with you and to talk to you on, on, on your off day, man. It's all love and respect. If you ever need me for anything, man, if you just want me to come uh, to when, when, when your daughter grows up and you want me to come dance at the wedding, man, you know, I, I come dance <laughs> at the wedding, man, whatever you want me to do, man, I, I'm, I'm forever in debt to you, my boy. I, I love you, man, and I appreciate you, man, and I, I wish you the very best. And we'll see you in the Super Bowl, my boy. I like the sound of that, man. I appreciate you, big bro. Thanks for having me. And I still remember you you throwing up at, at 5.45 workouts during the NFL lockout <laughs> my freshman year. That was cool, man. You was out there getting it. I was trying to come. I was trying to come and still like, cause that it ain't it ain't nothing like working out in college, bro. You know, like they, you don't really oh, yeah, work you out like you that. You can't beat them workouts. Oh man, well, I was trying to come back and you know work out with with Tony and Cyrus and you know still be a part of like Texas A and M, but the boys was getting it. I ain't ran like that since then. I <laughs> <laughs> love, man. I appreciate right, you, bro. my boy. Yes, sir. Much yes, success, sir. bro. In conclusion of this week's Voncast, um. We got uh, some questions for me. It says, hey, GM Vaughn, any update on OBJ? Um, bro, OBJ, he's he's going he's going around, he's doing what he he's doing what he do, man. He's he's uh it's like he's getting recruited again. Like, you know, you gotta show love. Like, but I tell you what, like, you know, you can't really listen to all of the the announcements and patch and uh what's his name? Uh Adam Schefter. And of course, they have valuable knowledge, but it's not over till it's over. That's all I can say about that. It's not over. We don't know where OBJ going until we find out where OBJ going. Um, you know, I know they said the Cowboys and the Giants are this and that, and you just got to wait and see, man. That's that's all I'm going to say about that. I don't want to, you know, create any headlines. I think it's already a lot of headlines. Um, you know, we just had to wait and see. You know, he said he was going to sign at the beginning of December, uh, right in there. So you guys just had to wait and see. I don't want to spill no tea or nothing like that. Let him go see the Cowboys. Let him go see the Giants. But wait till he sees Bill's Mafia and what we're doing here in Buffalo, man. I think he's going to be blown away. Um, this week's uh, title song, I think last week was... Last week was Powder. 
just just normal powder. Last week's song was just powder. Um, and this week's title song will have to be uh, making music in Motown. Making music in Motown, sure. All they want to know about Detroit? Okay, first and foremost, the Detroit Lions have a tough team, and it's led by Dan Campbell. He's an Aggie, too. Um, this week is going to be a, a, a Hornets nest, um, and we got to find a way to be the Hornets in that game. Um, they got a team full of tough guys. I got a lot of respect for Jamal Williams, a lot of respect for this offensive line, Decker and Sewell. Um, I love Jerry Goff. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks out. Um, his defense is, is stacked. Um, Jeffrey Okuda, very, very talented, very, very talented uh, QB. I mean, a uh, cornerback. And he's from Dallas, one of my boys. Um, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard for our game, just like all of the games that they've been on. And they they're on a three game win streak, and they beat the um, they had they beat the the New York Giants, and they're a really good team as well. So, you know, you can go up there and beat the Giants, man. We got we got to be on our P's and Q's um, at Ford Stadium this week, man. On Thanksgiving, everybody's gonna be watching, man. It's gonna be a tough game. I already know, man. And um, you know, this week playing the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving, I just want to dedicate this game. To Bills Mafia, the city of Orchard Park, and the city of Buffalo and Western New York, man, for you know really helping us out, a football team. Like you guys came out and and dug us out and did all this extra stuff and brought out your plowers and you know just to hear the stories from some of my teammates. Like one of my teammates woke up the next morning and he heard like an engine outside and he looked outside and it was the neighbors had all gathered around to like dig them out like. Nobody had asked him to do it or anything like that. They just knew, like, he played for the Buffalo Bills and he has to get out because he has to travel to Detroit. And it just shows you the type of community that we have and, you know, how much they love the game of football here. So, you know, if I could give all of you guys game balls, like, we will. We got to figure a way to do that. We're going to give everybody that help, you know, all of, all of my teammates and everybody else um, to get it. We're going we're gonna to figure a way to get those guys game balls. Um, and we're going to dedicate this game on Thanksgiving to the city of Orchard Park, Buffalo, and Western New York. And we're going to dedicate this game to Bills Mafia. I really appreciate you guys, man, for tuning in to this week's Vaughncast. I'm Vaughn Miller, and I'm out.